What's up, Emmanuel Church, and welcome to our newest platform that we have decided to call Emmanuel Church Podcast. This is Bubba Snodderly, your worship arts coordinator, and I'm so excited to bring you today this new content that we are going to be rolling out. The stuff that we're going to have on this page is going to be full of meaningful topics, Christ-centered conversations, and just a whole lot of fun, and I hope you're ready for it. Our goal of this platform is to have multiple podcasts running through Emmanuel Church, starting with today's episode for Holy Thursday. The Holy Thursday podcast is the last installment of the sermon series that Pastor Mark has been going through for the last seven weeks, which has been the seven greatest words of love. We heard great words like assurance, love, victory, and a few others, Uh, and today's word is trust. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Make sure you tune into the podcast and listen to our great hosts and the conversation that they have. Hello and welcome to our Holy Thursday podcast. We are so excited to be here and to be talking about Holy Thursday and a conversation around trust. Trust is our last word in the series we've been going through in the seven greatest words of love series that Mark and Dave have led us through. And we are so excited to be able to go through that together as a group today. So it is, well, before I jump into anything, I was about to jump right in. I've got three amazing people joining me this morning. I am Pastor Jake Bunjo. I am the youth director here at Emmanuel, director of all things youth. And I've got, like I said, three awesome people next to me. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We'll go right next to me all the way down. Well, I'm Willie McFadden. Oh, you're done. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Sharana McFadden. Hello, I'm Ashley Clark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. All of them here are members at Emmanuel, and we are just going to have this great conversation about trust, about what it really means to, to trust God. And before we jump into that, today is Holy Thursday. That is what we are kind of celebrating today is Holy Thursday, and that is the day, is the commemoration of the Last Supper of Jesus Christ when he established the sacrament of Holy Communion prior to his arrest and crucifixion. It is also where Jesus modeled servant leadership by washing the feet of his disciples. Now, even on Holy Thursday, we see that trust is kind of a factor in everything that's going on. The disciples have to trust Jesus that, that he kind of knows what's going on, that, that he knows what he's doing and, and honestly what's being done to him. I mean, I even look at when he started to wash the feet of the disciples, Peter kind of freaked out and he was like, Jesus, like, shouldn't I be, you know, washing your feet? He had to trust Jesus that Jesus knew what he was talking about, that he knew what he was doing. And, and it just kind of fits in because the last word in our series is trust. And, and that's played out in a lot of different ways through Uh, Jesus' last words on the cross, which are, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Those were Jesus' last words on the cross. And so we want to talk about just what that means for us, what that means in our life, and our spiritual life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a great verse about trust. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all ways acknowledge him and he will make your path Straight. So my first question to you guys is, what is trust? And what does it mean for you to trust God with your life? So for me, um, when I think about trust, it's something that, that you have to, it's a lifestyle 
um, for me. Uh, that's what it means to me. And to trust God, again, a lifestyle that I am committed to follow his instructions and kind of like use his example and trust him in all things. Even though he gave us free will to move about, um, we ultimately, when it comes down to those major decisions, even some of the smaller decisions, just trust God that we are in line doing the correct thing. Absolutely. I see it also, like as my wonderful husband, um, it's, it's, it aligns with faith, mm. you know, because you don't, it's something that's not seen. You just have to go out and step out and just do it, you know. So you're trusting God or trusting just any individual alongside of that God put it, put in your path to do right by you, you know, to 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 um, allow you to. You can't see it, but you gotta kind of roll with the dice. You gotta just kind of go with it, and if it doesn't go the way you want it to go at that very moment, you still have to trust that it's going to happen because you know um, that God is the one directing that path. So you just kind of, you know, sit back, relax, and, you know, look at it and on every, in all angles, like, okay, I just got to do this thing or it just has to happen. And, you know, I'm not in control. I have to trust God to be in control. Mm. I like that you said lifestyle, Willie. Mm -hmm. I think that that's... That's, that's the choice that we make, that it's like our default setting. Mm. It's kind of like what we, um, where we want to stay. Sometimes we have to like go back to it or be reminded of it. Mm -hmm. Oh no, at least find that, <laughs> find that for myself in areas where, I don't know, things might feel out of control or, because I think we do like control, just, just humans, Amen. right? We're like, mm -hmm. okay, can I, <laughs> what about this? Or can I put this here and this here and, and and make that sort of come together. But like as a default setting, as people of faith, that we have this trust that underlies that faith, that those two kind of work together mm -hmm. in order for, um, for our relationship with, with God that affects our relationship with others and kind of how we operate in the world is that like what God has for us is good. And that's the underlying, mm -hmm. underlying piece there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think trust and faith in God are definitely very closely like connected. Like you can almost prove your faith in God by how much you trust Him, or maybe vice versa. Like I, like I said, I think those two are connected. And the way in which you walk, and and actually like what you said about almost being open to release control, is kind of I think for me the way that I show trust the most. Because I'm a control freak, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I remember, still to this day, my brother gets annoyed because anytime we were going somewhere in high school, when we both had our driver's license, I was the one driving. <laughs> and he, 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 like, he, he never got over it. He was always upset about it. I remember, and a couple months ago, I let him drive for, like, the first time in years. And in my head, I was like, I remember now why I didn't. But, like, so I, I, want, I want the control. I want to be the ones doing things. And our relationship with God is so the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, we have to let go of what we think is right, what we want to be right. And we have to walk in a way that, that really leans on him. I mean, that, that verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, trust in him with all your heart. Like, I think there's sometimes, there's some days where I'm like, all right, I trust you, like, 75%, but there's still kind of this 25 I want to withhold. 
But trust is really about like, no, 100%, I'm all in for, for what you want to do and what you want to do for me. And I mean, that's tough. That's a really tough thing to do. So hard <laughs> at times. I think it's just something innately human yeah. about mm. <laughs> that, you know, the wanting to have the control and um, that in order to have faith and trust, you know, and have those working together that ultimately we're going to have to relinquish control at some point because it's like the ultimate of God is good and this is in his hands rather than in my in my own and and that's how God is his wisdom is just crazy because he allows us to feel that way in our human nature Mm -hmm. so we can see that we need to trust him yes you know what I mean so like it's wisdom even in that that he says okay I'll give you control. And then we take control like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And then something goes left and we're like, all right, Father, I, I, I just want to, you know what I mean? So I was going to say, like, you know, it's easy to trust God. Sometimes it's easy for us to trust God with the big things because you're like okay this is this is a big thing right here i'm not even going to touch this because i know i'm gonna need god to handle this but as easy as it is for us to trust them with the big things we have to learn to trust them with the small things and then just reminding me i'm just like sometimes i'm driving and you're ever driving and you're going down the wrong road and you, you, you got tunnel vision, right? Yeah. And so you're driving somewhere and you're like, dang, this wasn't the road I was going. I was supposed to turn down such and such road. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, so I always remind myself, okay, well, this maybe this is the way that God wants me to go. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm avoiding the, a, an accident. I'm, I'm going to run into someone. So not getting upset about or not not, not saying, okay, I don't need God to to. to Tell me how to drive and which road to go down, knowing that when you do certain things, that's still you trusting God. Finding that moment to say, you know what, this is a trust God moment. Mm. Yeah, I think you hit on something huge there. You know, and I think it's in those little moments where it's like, do I really trust him? Or even when he just puts like a, a little thorn in my side to say, hey, you, sh- you should do this. You should text this person. You should, you know, check this out. Am I really leaning into that and trusting that word or just trusting these things he's putting on my heart in the small moments? For some reason, I just find it so difficult in those small moments to really trust and and live out of that trust and and just seemingly simple things. Mm -hmm. So I have another question for you guys, just continuing on the theme of trust. Where are you not experiencing God's plan for your life by not trusting in him and then going off of that kind of what competes with our trust in God. So let me say that again, because it felt kind of wordy. Where are you not experiencing God's plan for your life by not trusting him and what competes with our trust? In my life, there are, there are in and out moments. So, you know, like, like I said, the big things you trust them and then you kind of be like, wait a minute, you know, and we were just talking about this. We're, we're trying to accomplish something. And it seemed like every time we try to accomplish this one thing, it's like something else is getting in the way. Whereas that was like, oh, my goodness. And we're praying on it. But then, you know, we come, we come upon a, a stumbling block. And I called um, Will yesterday, and I'm just like, I'm so frustrated. Um, who do we need to talk to? We, we need to talk to, I'm, I'm thinking of, of, of a human, right? So I'm like, who do we think that need to talk to? Because someone needs to give us advice in this situation because I don't know exactly what to do. I, I, I trust that it's going to happen, right? I trust that someone else has the answer. And then he's on the phone. He's like, babe, calm down. 
And I'm like, well, I'm just venting. He's like, calm down. It's going to happen. We just got to trust God. You know, so sometimes, and like I said, in those big moments, when it's, when it's something that you constantly keep going through, and, and then you're like waiting on God. You're like waiting and waiting on God. And sometimes I have a hard time um, trusting, not that I'm not having a hard time trusting him that it's going to happen, but the experiencing of that, of a, of, of, of life situation and continuing to fall into a certain pit, knowing that God is doing it, but I just can't see it. So sometimes when I can't see him do things and I'm keep circling them back around, that's what, that's, that's my problem. I have a hard time with that. You, you just perfectly described my family's move this summer. Mm. So it's been a couple of years in the making where we're like, oh, we think that, you know, we need to make the move back to be closer to family. Spent 16 years in the Boston area. And we're like, we, we feel like this is a call, like we that our family needs to be somewhere else. And so COVID hit in March of last year, and we're like, all right, we still feel like there's this there's this call we have no idea how to sell a home buy a home move us and four kids and two dogs you know across state lines and do all this crazy stuff we're like but we still feel this and so early on my husband's applying for jobs and you know he's like all in he's doing all you know all the things that kind of need to be done for that and going through the process and nothing is nothing's coming and we're like well, check in. We still feel like we're supposed to see this through. If it doesn't work, then that that's very clear too. We put our trust in. We're following this wherever it's going to going to go. And it was just like falling through and falling through. And then it was, you know, what about what about the house? And I looked at him and I said, you know, at my husband I said we have to put our house on the market knowing we might not have a house to move into and we're just going to have to be okay <laughs> we're going to be, have to be okay with that um, and kind of all the pieces along the way right the big picture yes moving our family from point A to point B because we feel like that's where God wants us yes 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 all the things um, but all those pieces in between were so so hard mm. <laughs> so hard um and even just you know being somewhere else now right still feels very much like we're where we're supposed to be um and you know I'm seeing that with my husband's job where he ended up right in the right place I see my kids in a school you know two different schools that they love and they're and they're thriving um and I was kind of like last on board I'm like <laughs> I plan for my husband plan for my kids right and then I'm like oh, oh yeah what am I going to what am I going to do and so I think at least for me it's really easier at times to kind of work and plan and do and trust and all of that for a lot of those factors and then kind of like leave some of that other stuff behind or kind of push it to the side of like I'm not going to think about that I'll figure that out when and you know when that it's God's there. will because it's all good plan like it's right. uh, he wants it's, all good things for me right all, so I know this is God's will because so it's like, a good thing yeah. so it's it's part trust right that God has a plan for me and mm-hmm. that you know I'm where I'm supposed to be all the, all those all those things but um 
was I trusting him in more in some areas more than others? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yep, and I feel like that's that's typical human nature to trust them in more areas than others. Um, for me, I'm kind of like the same way. I can trust God when I'm dealing in situations that affect others. Mm. But when it comes down to me, I really get impatient. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, God, I know this is what you want me to do. And I've done it. I set the stage for it. And now I'm looking at the clock. <laughs> like, yeah. And God's time is never our time. Never. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that is an area when it comes down to stuff personally for me um, and specifically career because I do contract IT work. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, I need something to happen. I'm, I'm acquiring any skills. I'm studying this piece of technology. I'm making myself more marketable. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, now I'm set, ready, let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, eh, just keep working. I got this. And it's like, okay, I see an opportunity here, God. This is a good one, don't you think? This is a good one, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, you'll do well in that, but not yet. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? So, but that's, that. I would say that would be a struggle for me. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple aspects of trust that you all hit on that definitely stood out to me. One of them being, I feel like when we really trust God, like when, when big things are happening, we're going to hit these barriers and you have to trust to say, is this a barrier that says stop or is this a barrier that says push through? So like when you're, when you're moving down here and you're hitting barriers or stuff or like Toronto, the situation you talked about, and you just feel like you're hitting barrier after barrier, sometimes, I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time, that gets exhausting. And sometimes it's, it's just kind of like a test from God to say, hey, you need to show your trust by, by pushing through this barrier. And I'm on the other side, I promise, but the only way you're going to find out is by pushing through. And then sometimes it's, it's just to have the wherewithal to say, okay, is this a barrier that says stop or is this a barrier that says keep going? So the next question we have about trust is, what is God calling you to do that you are already doing? So is there something in your life that you feel like, and we already have kind of hit on this a little bit for sure in some of the things that we've talked about, but do you feel like it's a, is there a place where you're actively trusting God in what you're doing that you can see? I would say move by faith. Mm. Um, I am I'm moving by faith. I'm doing things. Um, I'm trying to start a, 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 a well, I'm not, I don't want to use the word try. I'm starting and I have started a hair and skincare product company. And like with, with all things, there's stumbling blocks. There's, you know, when and then when the pandemic came, mm. it's like, shut it down and kind of like sit back and kind of, but you know what? Sometimes, like you said, Jake, sometimes you got to shut stuff down so you can kind of move forward and, and, and think of different ways and, and listen to God and try to hear what he's trying to say to you about how to do things, you know, in a different way. So, um, so continuing to say, you know what? I stopped, but I got to get back up and restart and, and get that mojo going and, you know, don't fall back. Don't be lazy. Don't, um, don't, 
don't think that if someone, if, if, what is that, what's that saying? If you build it, they'll come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I do it, they'll come. Yeah. If I, if I present it, they'll come. Um, in your head, when you're starting something fresh, especially a business, you're like, okay, so someone is, it's, are people going to invest in it? Um, is it worth my time? Am I wasting money? So you look at those things. So I'm moving by faith. I'm doing things, but also um, I'm continuing to do it. And that's the trust factor, you mm-hmm. know, just. Yeah. I think something interesting to talk about there is you didn't really said it, but you said it. Um, the comfort factor, there, there's a trust in moving to a place that isn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something really, you know, I look around and a lot of people struggle with going to these places that are uncomfortable for them. You know, and I look in the Bible all the time, like people were called to do things that were uncomfortable to them. Like Moses was like trying to make all these excuses. He's like, God, how am I supposed to lead people when, when I have a stutter? Abraham is like, you know, in this uncomfortable area of he's waiting years and years and years to be a father of all nations. And, you know, he even kind of broke the trust by, you know, trying to take matters into his own hands. You know, all these people are in these uncomfortable situations and it becomes so difficult when we're when we're in those situations to really lean on trust. So when when you're starting a business and all of a sudden the pandemic hits, you you got to be kind of looking up like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought this was your plan. I don't like what in the world. And you know, it's really just the the metaphor of like calling us out beyond where we're comfortable. You know, call me out to the places where I wouldn't wonder on my own. Like, push me to the places where you have to come in because I'm not going to be able to stand there on my own. You just kind of, like, said that in your story, and I thought that was a very interesting aspect of trust is these places of uncomfortability where we really have to lean on God and really have to show our trust in him in those places. I think, I don't know if easier is the word, but maybe more simple? I don't know. Maybe it is easier for us to trust God in places that he's kind of proven himself. Mm-hmm. You know, just like where we build trust in other relationships, like our human relationships, mm-hmm. that like there's this already built foundation there. They're like, oh, I can point back to when God did this and what showed up here and, you know, did this thing that I, I think that trust builds. I think that trust builds in certain areas. So you'll have some that's built up in one area and maybe less so in another where God can do something new. I think that the thing that I think about most is parenting. Um, for for our family, we, my husband and I really struggled to have kids. And it was looking like this is not going to happen for us. Uh, finally got pregnant. And... Um, our daughter was almost born really really early um like on the cusp of viability so she wasn't uh you know god did this amazing thing uh so by the time that she was born um you know we we just saw this amazing uh you know thing happen Uh, we were so excited and then you know within a week she was really sick in the hospital and we almost lost her and we're like whoa 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 like the thing happened we needed God he came in showed up we built this trust but then like another thing happened and we were like oh man like Mm. this this was our introduction to parenting (laughs) we're like I remember my pastor coming to me and being like 
I know, maybe think about, you know, dedicating and all of that. I'm literally like clutching my child being like, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm, this makes me really nervous. You want me to just like hand, hand her over, even though like I'm, I'm seeing God do these things. Like these, these are like really serious, really hard things that then almost happen and, or did happen. And, and I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Um, and so what's, what's continued to happen in through time is that the way that I've seen that God loves my child more than I do and that he's done this thing. So, like, we have four kids. And it was really the surprise twins that kind of put us over the edge. <laughs> that I, our, I said, we got to get to church. I just had these babies. I was like, we got to get to church. And my husband was like, oh, I think it would be okay if we didn't show up. I was like, no, no, no. We, we got to get to church. We got to bring these kids to church. And I remember our pastor being like, oh, the Clarks are here. And we kind of simbaed them. And we started <laughs> We're like, yes, yes. And right after church, I was like, yo, we need to get these kids dedicated. So as soon as you are comfortable holding two babies at once, right? This is hard on our pastor. I'm like, as long as you feel comfortable, you're holding two babies that we can dedicate and hand over to the Lord. Like, we got to do it. We got to do it. And because I saw, in that time period, I saw God as the, as the Father, mm. as the Father. And, and not just as my Father, but the Father of, you know, my kids. As good as a husband and good as a father as my husband is, God as a Father, loving my kids. Like, oh, that, <laughs> that is something that is just so... Good, right. good, and there are times when, yeah, I, I look to have control, but I think something when you have kids, you're like, oh man, I do not have control. They are their own person, and they do their own thing, and so there's a lot of whole like, fix it, Jesus. Like, here you go. Here's a four-year-old. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this four-year-old. Um, but that trust is built, and I point back to constantly in, in their lives, and they ask about those things. And so it's like, look how God was so faithful to you. That's why you should trust right. him. That's why we trust him with, with you. Um, so I think that would be the area of growth, growth that I see, that the more you do it, uh, the more you allow that, you, you kind of let go of that control. Mm -hmm. Will and I are talking about how, you know, you just want to hold on to it sometimes. Yep. But the more that you learn to do it, it's skill that you can build. Mm. And then you and God then build that trust relationship that just mm. seems to get better. Mm. Yeah, and that's how, for me, with uh, how it happened with leadership, um, just growing up, regular life, uh, how God used to put me in places and in front of people that I would have an impact or influence and put me in roles where I would have to lead. And it just so happened, okay, once he gave me what to say or put me in a place to do something and people would like pay attention to it, it was kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't like this, Lord. Like... <laughs> But I realized as I grew in faith that it was definitely a calling. And leadership comes in all types of capacity. 
being a husband, being a father, being a brother, being a nephew, being a friend. Um, he helped me to identify whatever I did had influence resting behind it. And that you have to be conscious and trust him that if it's good or bad influence, it's still influence in somebody else who's tied to you or connected to you could be affected. So always be reminded, for me, always be reminded you have to carry yourself a certain way, you have to speak a certain way, you have to present a certain way. And I called you to this role, so you have to represent me well. And I, now that I have that sunk in my head, I, now, now I trust them. I used to have conversations with my wife like, babe, I, I can't. I, I don't... I, why? Why me? Why me? Like, my background is so flawed. You know what I mean? Like, but why not me? And my wife would say that, too. Like, why not me? She helped me understand the whole why not me mm. and um, allowed me to mature in leadership, period, whether it's something small or huge. I remember one story <laughs> that I wanted to share. I had the privilege and honor to serve uh, two terms on the board of this church. And I remember when I first got nominated and uh, Pastor Mark called me and I had no, I'm clueless of this whole uh, board election thing at the time. So Pastor Mark called me up. He said, hey, brother, I just wanted to let you know that you were nominated to serve on the board. And I was just like, oh, okay. He was like, now listen, don't, you know, don't get scared or excited. You're just nominated. Mostly when a person gets nominated for the first time, they never <laughs> actually get elected to be on the board. And I'm like, okay. I felt relieved. <laughs> How about the next week he calls me up and he said, hey, brother, you're on the board. And I'm like, no way. He was like, yeah. He's like, this, I'm telling you, this never happens. <laughs> so you must be really loved here. And then after that, like, that was kind of like at a pivotal moment when I was struggling with the whole leadership thing. And that kind of like sealed the deal for me. Like, this is God. You know what I mean? So you need to get your trust belt on and put it on the extra notch to make it tighter <laughs> and just roll with it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And since then it's just been like conscious and trusting and just walking in faith. The, the time that that sort of spoke to my heart, right. That what you're getting to like of why not me, all of that. Um, we were talking about phones earlier Um I don't know about you. Sometimes I text people in my home from like another room. And, and so I was scrolling through just trying to make sure that my kids were asleep. I'm like listening. I'm mm -hmm. like, all right. And I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone and I see a story of um, a mom in Atlanta who donated a kidney to another mom in her, um, in her neighborhood. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like they have to do kidney donations in Boston, right? So I typed in Boston kidney. First thing to show up was a woman who um, is in the same profession, a social worker like me, um, was a twin like my own kids. Like we had a couple of different connections there who needed a kidney. Uh, we had the same blood type. And so I texted my husband and I said, what would you think if I became a kidney donor? 
And he said, oh, hmm, Sh- sure, <laughs> why not? And I kind of laughed about it, And uh, but on her page she had information where you could contact her hospital to be tested to see whether or not you would be a match. And that kind of started everything down the line for me. Plot to twist along the way. Uh, before I could donate to her, she received a deceased donor kidney, uh, which doesn't ever really happen. The list is so incredibly long, mm-hmm. um, but she received a kidney, and so the the team came back to me and said, "You know, you're you still qualify. Like you, everything fits. You have two. Um, you could donate one. And what would you like to do about that?" And so I donated to the top of the list. Um, at the at my local hospital in downtown Boston, and I remember the day that I, I, uh, you know, went to my pastor, and it wasn't a, a pretty frequent thing for me to just like knock on his door. I was a neighbor to the church, so mm. I, I could, but I just didn't often. But I remember knocking on on his door and being like, um, "Have you ever seen God call someone to living donation?" And he was like. No, God's doing a new thing. <laughs> and so we kind of talked through some of that, and he his answer was the same. Like, why not you? And I was like, that's a really good question. Like, I don't have any reason not not to. I can. There's a need. There's a distinct need, and and during that whole process, I learned just how big of a need there was for for folks. Um, out there living with kidney disease or you know other issues going on and so I thought okay all right then that was that was very clear but along the way certainly was like are you are you sure because like I'm just this part-time professor stay-at-home mom of four kids like major surgery is like a concern (laughs) you know um so what what is this and and in some ways it seemed like why me like what what are you doing here and that out of that story I still feel like there's a whole lot of things that I don't understand or that I don't really know my kidney went to a stranger that I never met um and, but the trust that God was doing what he does, that that's his, that's his thing. And when we don't see it, we might not ever see it. Might not ever see it. And that can be so hard as humans. We're like, no, like, show me what you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so, what, are we, what are we doing with this? And so, you know, where does that go? Um, like, literally, like a kidney. Like, where did she go? <laughs> we named her. Her name was Blanche. Um, where did That's go? amazing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that there's, there are times where we don't see or we're not going to see. And that trust is there. And we're just kind of required to show up. Mm. Right. Yeah. So on 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 what you're saying, like the question in hand. So what is God calling you to do that you're not already doing, and standing on His word, mm. standing on His word. Yeah. You know, because some we we can trust God, 
but are we able to stand on his word? So the slogan of our T-shirt, why not, why not me? Mm -hmm. Why, well, why, yeah, why not me? What makes me special? Um, I don't know. Some some of you, Emmanuel, know, and I love my Emmanuel family because you all were just totally there for me and mm-hmm. Will during the time. Mm-hmm. 2016, I had a brain aneurysm and a stroke in Boston. Wow. We're in Boston. Baltimore. Oh Baltimore. We're in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that, that sometimes that goes for you. Okay, so we're in Baltimore, and that happened. And during the time, um, the whole time I was conscious, but but. but unconscious but I remember saying I'm going to stand on God's word I'm going to stand on God's word and I had to learn how to walk I had to learn like how to do so many things all you know all over again but it wasn't just me trusting it was me standing on I know that I know that I know and in the moment of going through I looked around and it was like, you know, I'm not the only person in the ICU. I'm not the only person on this ward. I'm not the only person that's going through something. So, yeah, why not me? I'm I'm not, I mean, I'm special to God, but I'm not that special that, you know, other people are going through things out here. So what makes you, you know, so different that you say, wow, why me? Well, why not you? Mm-hmm. Because, and then we're, we go through things again so we can touch someone else Mm. and so as that person was going through that needed that kidney it gave you it it touched you in a way to do something else great you know so why not me go through certain things because it's god is moving in somebody else's life across the across the world across another state you know he's doing something through you as you go through and while i was in the hospital I, you know, I was constantly praying, constantly reading, had people coming in. And I remember um, there was a young man that was taken out. He was, he was cleaning the room. And I was, having, I was having prayer with one of my aunts on the phone. And we, and we, had, we were having scripture reading. And she was praying for me. And he was taking the longest time to take out my trash, right? He just was in the room. And I'm like, this is weird, but I didn't say anything. And he was listening to the prayer and he was listening to the conversation and when he left he said thank you I needed that so why not me I'm there I'm going through something we're there and we're in situations for a reason and the standing on God's word and standing on what God is doing is what allows other people to see they're standing on it and it pushes out the trust yeah Absolutely. I just want to make a quick comment. I'm not going to be long at all. Just to piggyback (laughs) off of my wife, uh, what she said. And while she was speaking, the spirit was just speaking to me to say, in that trust, when we push forward or we blindly just trust God and, you know, acknowledge that he has our back, we become to answer to someone else's Mm. prayer. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? So it behooves us not to move forward on that faith because we don't know who prayed like the young lady that needed the kidney. Mm -hmm. Even though things didn't go all the way 100% how you seen it and how God gave it to you, she probably needed to hear. She probably prayed, I need someone to step up to the plate. Mm. And your name came forward. 
when a, a kidney already came. So that could have been her saving grace to say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you more because you definitely did answer my prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my comment. Like yeah. just when you trust, push through because you don't know who just prayed and you have been assigned to be the answer. Yeah, absolutely. It just, that whole conversation made me think of uh, the prophet Isaiah. And when he says, here I am, send me. And like, that's such a bold statement. Just be like, here I am, like, send me. And he answers with, all right, here you go. I'm calling you to give up a kidney or I'm calling you to go through this intense, you know, rehab process. And, and, you know, we don't always see what he's doing, but we trust because we know he is doing. You know, and I think for, for a lot of us, we talked about control earlier. Control even just means seeing what's going on and sometimes having to give up that control to be like, I'm not seeing anything what's going on, but I'm trusting to know that even when I can't see it, like he's working, he's doing something, something's in the works. He's impacting somebody else through me. And I just love when the prophet Isaiah says, here I am, send me. Like that's such a such a bold statement. And and the prophets in the Old Testament were often known because of their closeness with God. That's what made them prophets, if they were just in close proximity to God all the time, to the point that when he was speaking, they could hear. You know, even if God speaks through like a whisper, if you're close to him, then you can hear. And so I think when we position ourselves in a way that we're close to God, that we cling on to him and his word and stand on his word, like you said, and just want to be near him and what he's doing, that when he calls, we'll be there to answer. I think of a couple of things, you know, Paul in Philippians, who Paul is like, I always call him like an all-star of faith because the dude was like incredible, right? And, and he's still writing in Philippians, I haven't achieved it yet. I'm still seeking. I'm still searching. Like you look at all that he's accomplished and, and you're like, gosh, he's got it. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm still searching. I'm still searching. I'm still seeking. Like I still have more to do. I haven't finished this yet. I'm still achieving. And and for me personally, I view that in a way of, so I I grew up as an athlete. Like, you know, my mind, I think forever will think as an athlete does just because that was the way in which I was raised. And as an athlete, there's always more you can do to get better. Mm-hmm. There's never a point in time where you've reached and gone, okay, I'm good. Right. Absolutely not. Like, you, you can always be getting better. You can always be doing something. I remember my college coach told me that even when he was watching TV, he had a tennis ball in his hand, and he was just squeezing it to work on his forearm strength. Like, during commercials, like, he was like, I was, I was always trying to get better. And, and as Christians, we have that same calling of what more can we be doing? What more can we be doing in our life? And it takes trust to go, you know, you can think in your own mind, okay, what more can I be doing? But that's really a question we need to go upward with. Say, God, what more can I be doing? Am I being called to, to you know, give more organs? I don't know. Like, am, I, am, I, am I being called to, you know, this, this new place, this new business? Or, or God, what, like, what's the next thing? You know, what more are you calling me to? And that takes definitely a lot of trust to say that but I think we have to acknowledge that our father loves us like above all else trust comes with love when you love someone when someone loves you trust comes with that for sure and so when we can acknowledge hey we have a father in heaven who loves us that trust becomes like you said earlier a little easier and when he proves himself time and time again that trust builds and strengthens you know trust in people is a tricky thing because people, we are, you know, far less than perfect. Mm-hmm. And so trust with people can, can become difficult. But trusting God really is only meant to strengthen in time as we see him continue to work and work, like we said, even when we can't see it, 
right? You try to build that trust to a place where, okay, God, I have no clue what we're doing here. I'm in the dark as to where you're calling me next or what we're doing next, but I'm going to trust you in this season. And the more we do that, the more we build that trust and put our life in his hands, the more we become Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the whole Easter story, there's a lot of trust from Jesus saying, saying, God, I'm trusting your plan here. One of the, like... One of my favorite moments in all of scripture is when he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, Father, if you can take this cup of mm-hmm. suffering, please do. But he ends it, he says, but your will be done. But I trust you. Now we get to, we all get to live out of that, that he trusted in him, that we get to live lives, you know, out of that event because Jesus said in his heart, God, I trust you. So um, I'm just going to pray to end our time here together. And uh, before I do, thank you guys, because this was an amazing conversation. I know I took away so much, and I pray that everybody that's able to watch this does too. But uh, let me pray for us as we as we wrap up here. Father God, I just thank you so much for our time together, that we were able to just have this moment to speak about you, to speak about trust, to talk about, you know, Holy Thursday and the Easter story as a whole and how trust is seen all throughout this story. Jesus, how you showed trust in God the Father throughout the entire thing, even when things were difficult, even when you were unsure, you trusted and you trusted and you trusted. And you didn't trust that the outcome was going to be what you wanted to be or what you thought it would be. You trusted that God had the best outcome in mind by his standards. And I pray that we all do the same thing, that we would trust in God through everything, that even when times look different than we thought they were, even when outcomes of situations are different than we thought, different than we would have wanted, I pray we have such a trust in God that our trust would go beyond outcomes, go beyond situations, that we would trust him regardless of anything. And that's a tough thing to do. So I pray that us as individuals, we can work on that trust. We can learn how to lean into God, how to have faith in God, and how to trust him with anything how we can learn how to not lean on our own understanding, which as humans can be difficult. We want that control, God, but I pray that we would be willing to just let go of that control and to really trust in you and to walk in a way that shows, God, we trust in you. God, we thank you for being a God that we can trust. We know that. We acknowledge that today, that you you are worthy of all our trust. You're worthy of everything we have. And we are so thankful for the God that you are and for everything that you've done for us. That's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thanks for joining in on the Holy Thursday podcast here at Emmanuel. I pray that you walk away from here blessed and that you enjoy what was said today and that it impacts you and your relationship with God. Thank you.